This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 286 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. And today we have Chad Luttrell. Now, he's with Northwestern Mutual. Chad, how you doing? I'm doing great. How you doing, Charlie? I'm doing wonderful. Appreciate you making time for us today. And we're looking forward to the wonderful things you do. Uh, we may even touch on some things you do outside the business, but yeah, we'll, we'll just see how it goes here. If, if you're, you know, behaving well, we'll get into that. Nah, yeah, just kidding. Happy to do it later on. <laughs> so tell us about what you're doing over there at Northwestern Mutual. Uh, so yeah, I'm a financial advisor, uh, and I work with families and business owners and I help them build comprehensive financial plans. And we use insurance and investment tools in order to, uh, to make those strategies work. Um, particularly I specialize in, uh, you know, tax efficient ways to save, um, and really use the leverage of Northwestern Mutual's $260 billion fixed income portfolio. That's part of their general account. And then the tools that we use, you know, could be insurance related, like life insurance, disability, long-term care, could be retirement savings strategies with annuities and, you know, some typical brokerage accounts and whatnot. And, uh, or it could be college savings, you know, or uh, group benefits and executive, executive comp structures for our, our business owner clients. Just so many different things that we do. And it, it, but it all starts with just listening to what's on their mind and what's important to them. So, yeah. so step number one is you meet the individual or individuals understand, you know, what their goals are and where they're at and then customize things from there. Yeah, absolutely. I, I every meeting that I go into, I never have a preconceived notion about what it is that they're looking for, yeah. only that I understand what they're trying to achieve um, and then just kind of direct the conversation accordingly so that we can, you know, um, come back with an analysis based on math and based on what they want to achieve and timeline so that we can really start putting the pieces together for them. Yeah. I mean, it almost seems like you take all this complicated stuff and you just kind of put it all together and map out a game plan that's uh, pretty easy for guys like me to understand. Yeah, I try, I try to keep it as simple as possible yeah. because behind yeah. the scenes it can get rather complicated. Um, yeah. And I usually think about things, um, if I'm building plans with families, I think of building a house, you know, and a house starts with a good foundation. So let's make sure our health, yeah. our life, our income, uh, you know, our, our, our emergency savings, make sure those foundational pieces are are, are, are set so that the wealth building will stand on top of a good foundation. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. So how did you get into the, you know, financial services world? Yeah. Uh, great question. Because it wasn't my first career. Actually, yeah. I have a civil engineering background and uh, I was actually a principal owner of a fairly large company. And um, it's interesting about in, in 2009, I was in Albuquerque, New Mexico, uh, and I was at this seminar with all these presidents and vice presidents of these engineering firms from all over the country. And uh, it was a very introspective look on how uh, we as people, you know, affect our business and affect uh, the industry itself. And uh, I had an opportunity to just take a walk, a walk down to the Rio Grande and I'm in the woods and really reflecting on who I was. And when I got back into the, the conference center, I had all these really great people and they're always, you know, they were clearly in a spot where they're doing what they were, they should be doing in, in, in very mm. smart minds. But I was in a very different place in my life. And um, so I, I, I wrote my wife a letter uh, and you know, who writes letters anymore. Right. And I, I wrote her a letter uh, saying that, Hey, I think I'm on a journey and I don't know what that means right now. And she was like, Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, but so I, so I, I sold my shares and I left the company. I actually went to go work for a while for an international company 
Um, and I wound up becoming their North American operations manager and I was not home and I had two boys at home and it, it really wasn't what I what I wanted to do. I had been a client at Northwestern Mutuals for years and my financial advisor at that time, Jesse Bouchard, you know, I, I, I spoke with him all the time and he said, he goes, Chad, why don't you just knock it off and come here? We need you. And, <laughs> and I didn't know what that meant. Um, but I also knew that there was a succession need coming into this office and I knew that I had a certain set of skills that I could help people, help business owners and, and reflect on my experiences in the world and really pay that forward. And it was just a perfect fit. I don't know how to explain it, but I got my wife, Tammy, involved to make sure she was on board. And uh, and yeah, we haven't looked back ever since. It's been great. Wow. Wow. That's uh, very cool. And, and you know what? We just... Life has its own plan, I guess, right? You know, and uh, sometimes we listen, even though we have to make real tough decisions, but we end up where it feels right, I guess, is the best. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. I, you know, I spent 20 years in the engineering world with people telling me that I never reminded them of an engineer. Um, and trust me, I have that side of the brain that works that way, and I get that. But uh, I finally listened to what they've been telling me all along. It just took me a little longer. Yeah, yeah. So in the financial services world, are there any myths that come to mind that uh, you could talk about? You know, I think and I hear this more often than not. I, I, I think people have this preconceived notion that they have to have a substantial means. They have to be making you know a lot of money. They have to have a, mm. a certain net worth in order to uh, to work with financial advisors. And, and, and that might be true in, in some advisors case, but that's certainly not true with me. You know, I don't care about your income as much as I care about your outcome. I want to make sure that you have, I want, it's true. I want you to make sure, you know, everybody deserves a plan. And that, that could be, you know, something that just is meaningful and doable for you, or it could be something more substantial. At the end of the day, it's not about how much you make, it's about how much you keep. And my job is to educate you on exactly how to do that, so. Love it, love it, that's great. about when you're not, doing the financial services thing. What are you doing for fun? Uh, well, I'm an empty nester now. My wife and I, uh, we're empty nesters. Our boys are up at college, so it gives us a little bit more free time on the weekends. Mm -hmm. um, I do like to volunteer for certain things and, and, and pay back to the community. We, I met your wife, Barb, at the Painted Forward uh, mm -hmm. ministry yeah. that we do once a month, and uh, that's always very rewarding, being able to help, you know, somebody in need, you know, to just, you know, help them paint their house or paint whatever it is. So I really enjoy that. Um, I, I'm pretty good at that. My father actually owned a painting and electrical company back in Wisconsin. So that's where I really learned how to paint anyway. So it, it was good to be able to use that skill. Um, I recently joined the Lions Club um, and looking forward to getting more involved into those types of, uh, you know, charitable don't, uh, giving back to the community. Uh, but my wife and I, we'd like to take motorcycle rides. Um, took a nice trip up to Gainesville a few weeks ago to visit the boys and uh, cut over to... Um, St. Augustine. So we like to motorcycle ride and every now and then I get around to golfing. So. Wow. Wow. That's very, very cool. Yeah. You know, the, the painted forward, uh, that's how I, uh, just for our listeners, uh, uh, we connected with Chad, uh, he and Barb met, uh, painting a couple weeks ago. And, and, uh, as soon as Barb shared with me, uh, that concept, we thought, wow, how cool is that? And what a great way to get back to the community and, and help folks. And I know, Quite a few folks from uh, from your company participate that in that as well, right? They do, they do, and I, I just find it a great way to uh, build the relationships within our organization and get people out, you know. And you know, and I like to, you know, when we're done, you know, 
like to go out and grab some, you know, maybe a couple of beers and a sandwich with everybody and just really, you know, build those bonds because, you know, um, when you're working in a place and it's interesting because we all have, you know, a lot of our advisors, we're all kind of our own thing, right? We're sole proprietors, maybe we're S-corps, um, but we're also in it for each other too. So we watch each other's back and, and we want to, we have each other's best interest at heart. So building mm-hmm. those relationships so that we can leverage each other, um, you know, in their particular skill sets, it's, it's really valuable. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. So. Well, terrific, terrific. So how about from a hardship standpoint, Chad, something that comes to mind, could be personal, could be a business that looking back now, you say, hey, I'm better for it. I'm stronger. Yeah. Um, I thought about this uh, a little bit and I go back to August 23rd through the 25th of 2019 probably one of the most interesting weekends um, that I ever had in my life. And it was a really tough one. Um, so when it started, it started with something that wasn't all that odd to us. Our, our youngest boy, Brady, was a um, senior at Fort Myers High School playing football. Um, uh, always seemed to have the injury bug in his football career. And uh, it was no different. Uh, he, he First game of the year, he, he, he stepped in a pothole and just basically shattered his ankle like an egg. And he had a he had a couple schools looking at him, and that you know that kind of closed the door on him, and uh, you know, but that was that that's that was really unfortunate. We we really felt for for him, but so he was laid up that next morning. We couldn't get in to see the orthopedic until uh, until Monday. Well, so I'm playing tennis on that Saturday morning with my uh, my my good friend in my neighborhood, and a gentleman decided to um, show up at the parking lot. Um, pull off to the side and take his own life right in front of us. And yeah, it, it, it was incredible. Um, it's hard to unsee. And then Sunday, my son up in Gainesville, Brandon, um, goes into the hospital in an emergency and we almost lost him. Um, and and he was in the hospital for 10 days. So I had this Friday, Saturday, Sunday, one, two, three punch in the face. And for about 10 days, my wife and I, we were kind of just in a cloud, right? That's a lot to take. Um, but it also, it, it, it was weird. I had one, another one of those epiphanies where it was almost like God slapped me right in the face and just said, you know what, wake up. You know, you're blessed. Brady's going to be okay. He didn't wind up needing surgery. Um, Brandon's alive and he's just fine now. And that guy could have easily turned that gun on us. And he didn't. Um, so wake up. Understand that you're blessed, um, and and it really gives me conviction that life throws a lot of curveballs. 2020 mm-hmm. is no exception. Life is a big old curveball for everybody in the world right now. But life throws lots of curveballs, and it's important to plan for what can go wrong so that we can continue to plan for go right. Um, and that conviction just stays with me forever. Um, and everybody I sit down with, I, I think sometimes they feel that. Out. So wow, <laughs> wow, right. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I knew that was going to be heavy when I laid it on you. But, uh, boy, it, you know, it, 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 it's something that, uh, you know, it drives me. That conviction drives me to just make sure that I do everything I can for my clients so that like, when they throw a curveball, they'll still be OK. Yeah. I mean, you're dead on. I mean, we have no idea what's coming tomorrow or next month or next year. But, you know, we can only focus on the here and now and uh, uh, 2020. uh you know, enough said about 2020. We're almost over it. And uh, but those who have been able to focus on the here and now are, are feeling a lot better than those that are. Yeah, 
traumatized by it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, My, and my business has been one where I've had really four days off all year. And, um, you know, there's some people that were able to take advantage of down markets, other people that, you know, just, Hey, I hadn't addressed my insurance needs. And this pandemic has reminded me of that. And then everywhere in between is just people that really just got punched right in the gut and just needed help and made sure that their plan was going to be okay. And I was just, you know, had a lot of those deep conversations just to make sure that we were helpful. And, and Northwestern had a lot of programs in place to make sure that they'd be okay too. So uh, really, um, maybe proud yeah. to represent this company for sure. Yeah. yeah, that's great. So one thing, Chad, do you wish our listeners knew about you and your company? What would that be? Um, well, uh, it's it's important to understand as from a company aspect, the difference between a mutual company and a stock company, because um, stock companies are those that, you know, um, they pay dividends and they make profits and they do that for their shareholders. And Northwestern is a mutual company and we don't have those shareholders. Our clients are our shareholders. So when we give dividends back to our clients, um, it all goes back to the clients. We don't answer to Wall Street. And Northwestern declared $6.2 billion in dividends for 2021. And that supersedes the next five mutual companies combined. Um, That's the strength of a 165-year-old company and just their conservative way of, of going about it. And it's substantial. And being able to tag along for the ride on the back of that um, is really where Northwestern is set apart. And, and, and I think it's important to understand how that works into somebody's overall financial plan because it is significant. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That I had no idea. Huh. How about those who want to uh, learn more? Where should we send them? Uh, well, I appreciate you asking. Um, you know, you can always email me at chad.luttrell, L-U-T-T-R-E-L-L, at nm.com. Um, you can always call me. Uh, I only use my cell phone. Um, I don't have a desk phone. I only use my cell phone. I want to be accessible. So 239-728-8050. Just feel free to give me a call. I'd have, love to have a talk. Super. And or they can uh, paint with you uh, one Saturday uh, via Painted Forward, right? We would love it. We would love to have anybody who wants to lend a hand and join. That would be great. Many hands make light work. And we do it on the first Saturday of every month. We start at 8 o'clock and we're usually done by 11. That's terrific. Well, Chad, thank you so much for all the things you do in the community and continue to do. And uh, we wish you the absolute best. Charlie, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.